back here? Hey, again. how you doing? Hi. <laughs> One more time. How you doing, Alma? <laughs> We've just been talking and we weren't recording apparently. Oh, damn. Oh, well, that's fine. It's, it's fine, okay. fine, fine. It's okay. So, I'll be bet though. This time, let's do it right. <laughs> and I'm Alma. And this is Tipsy Tales. Speaking of tipsy, you were tipsy on Saturday. I was extremely tipsy. It was a blast. Alma cut loose. She was wild and crazy and it was a blast to see her. Yeah, it's been a while since I've been that wild and crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah. But it was fun. It was fun. It was always fun seeing us and everybody else who was around too. So. Yeah. And then the next morning. Oh, oh my God. Dude, we just do not rebound the way we used to. Exactly. It's just not even funny. That was the worst hangover I've had in a while. Oh my God. I was sick like a couple of weeks ago and... um. I, I came home on Friday. I'm like, fuck this. I went home, laid in bed, did not even leave the house. Didn't even think about leaving the house till Sunday evening. And I'm like, let's go get some dinner. I'm feeling a little bit better. Blah, blah, blah. So went to, to like the little Tepanyan place there, watch little guys, you know, flip the shrimp and tell funny jokes and spin the webo and all that <laughs> stuff. Spin the webo? Yeah, well, they spin the webo on the little skillet. Oh, okay. <laughs> So anyways, um, I don't know why they do that, but it's, it, it amuses me. So, um, so I'm like, yeah, I'll just have a little bit of whiskey because, um, it did help my belly. Oh no. <laughs> I had whiskey. Then I had a sake bomber, just one. Oh, then I had I some sort of ginger drink and then another sake bomber. That was Sunday? More whiskey. Not this past Sunday, the Sunday before that. Oh, I was the say. holiday weekend. And then, um, I don't remember anything else. <laughs> I remember leaving the the Japanese place. Um, at least I got to see. Were you my speaking show. Japanese? I was speaking Japanese. I really think so. Yeah. <laughs> I girl, it was. I looked at Sergio and I'm like, how did I get so drunk so fast? Because I could hold my liquor, but I honestly have not really been drinking at all for like the last uh, about month or so. Yeah. So I haven't been drinking really at all. So apparently between that time and now, I was total. Your tolerance lightweight. just went. Oh my God, Down. but I woke up that Monday because it was a holiday weekend. I woke up like death. I woke up and I was looking at Serge. I was like, the fuck? I was like, I feel like warm dick run over is what I felt like. Oh my God. <laughs> Between you and Philip. <laughs> I was like, the fuck is this? I was like, Girl, I was like, well, I did have some plans to get some shit together and do some wash, but I did none of that. Oh, wow. Yeah. I watched the spin turn. I watched the ceiling spin all day. and I thought you were watching the um, laundry spin. <laughs> no. <laughs> I thought I was. You thought you were the laundry? <laughs> I was definitely laundry. Although we did start, um, we did actually watch the Umbrella Academy loved that oh, is show. It good? It's my new favorite. Oh, wait, wait. I think we started what was there like a, a ape in there like a Yes. Of, what, okay. We did. We watched the first episode, but I kind of fell asleep through it cuz it was really late at night when Albert put it on. Yeah. So, I it's good. It is really good. Is we it? binge okay. watched it like within a couple of days. Really? I was like I was in. I was in. All righty. Game of Thrones. <laughs> oh, right my around God, the corner. I can't even wait till that comes out. I haven't been watching much TV lately. I wonder why, Alma. I, I've been watching a lot of um, children's. Baby shark. Do, 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 yeah. Baby yeah. Shark, you sing do, that much do, better do, than do, I do. <laughs> Girl, it's because I've had a couple of months of practice. My grandkids, because I have an Alexa at the house, and you see my baby Layla sing, say, Alexa, Alexa, baby shark. And then Alexa will play it. And so it's like an earworm. Just. That's what he does. Over. He goes in. He's like, "Hey, Google, hey, Google, <laughs> baby, baby shark, shark. <laughs> baby shark." Then you hear them all like playing "Baby Shark." Oh, <laughs> I'm like, no. Yeah, girl. Have you seen all the little like um, uh, variances to um, to it? Like they'll have yeah. like like the banda likes- singing "Baby Shark, Shark, Shark." To they're yeah. like kicking up their boots. He does and the T Rex one. The Is baby T Rex. That's <laughs> oh. his favorite one. <laughs> That's his favorite one. Oh my god! Between that one and then my grandkids' other favorite is Ring of Fire. Ring, oh yeah. So we run around dancing and eh, it's fun. It's a blast though. But yeah, I can understand why you're not seeing any TV. Yeah. Well, you're <laughs> it's seeing impossible. TV, just repetitive and um. Yeah, there's another one on uh, Amazon Prime called uh, 
Dino Dina or wait, Dino Dana. Okay. Yeah. We've watched that over and over and over and over and over. Did you say over? I didn't think I heard you say over again. I might have said it. Oh, you didn't say again. Oh, my bad. Over <laughs> again. <laughs> I, I have you. I have missed doing this. I bet, girl. I bet just that you need some adult time. Right. I do. <laughs> You're like, I love them kids, but yeah, sometimes adulting is a I do love necessary. him, though. Oh, yeah. But um, guess what? <laughs> Remember how I was all whiny and weepy because Serena moved out and then the boys were about to move out. And I was like, oh my God, empty nest syndrome like hit me like a ton of bricks. Yeah, it did. I'm fucking cured. Right? I'm just saying once you get a taste of that empty nest, you're like, you mean I don't gotta I don't gotta clean or make dinner for anyone but us? (sighs) And if it's if I feel like it. Yeah. It's the best. I'm waiting. Best. <laughs> You're like, count down. <laughs> yeah, on top of that, we've had like major dog issues. Like, oh, I've been, because the boys are still here, because the construction and stuff is still going on in the house. And they still, is that what Mario's saying? They still haven't put carpet in yeah, there? Yeah, that's the last piece. I mean, the construction, the people that are doing the construction stuff, they suck. It's like a bunch of. Yeah, it's like, like three months already. That's ridiculous. Yeah, totally ridiculous. But anyways, so yeah, dogs. Um, two of the dogs, his dog, Osa, and my innocent little shorty do not get along. So innocent. Yeah. Not innocent. She's the aggressor, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but she pretty almost. She is I so love pretty. Shorty. She's my favorite. Yeah. So we've had to pull them apart a couple of times. So now we're like shuffling dogs from room to room. Um, also it's not fixed. Oh no. So she got her, she went into heat. Oh and no. Thank God I have tile everywhere. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. You're not going to tell that. You're not going to finish that story. You want me to tell the story? <laughs> I do. I would love to hear okay. it because it made me laugh so much first. So many. Wow. It made me laugh so much the first time. Okay. So I'll tell the story. Let's hopefully I can do it justice. Like I did the first time. <laughs> So a couple weeks ago, it was a Thursday, we didn't have a babysitter, so I was like, okay, I'll stay home, I've got stuff to get done and whatever. Uh, So the room Isaiah is staying in, also Osa is not house trained, so we're just like cleaning up after her constantly. You have to be super diligent. So the room that he's in, he doesn't always put her in her crate. Oh no. So that day, um, I went in there, put the kiddo to watch tv went in there and started just spot cleaning the the rug in there and step back look at my handiwork and i was like ah this looks great turn around into the hallway and (laughs) there was shit (laughs) it wasn't no it wasn't shit it was diarrhea i mean it looked like pumpkin batter like it was just i forget the pumpkin batter description (laughs) yeah it didn't smell like pumpkin batter (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> up and down the hallway so anyways i deal with that mess come in here get some work done hang out with the kiddo towards the end of the day um he takes a nap so i'm like trying to get a whole bunch of stuff done for the shop and i hear so i've put shorty in my room to okay. keep her away from osa osa's over here we have her in a diaper and because she's the american bulldog and she has a tiny little tail we can't the diaper just doesn't stay on her it doesn't like latch on because she doesn't have a tail so anyways i got a diaper on her and it stayed and i was like yes so she's in here at my feet just and i hear louis going freaking bananas in the room like he's scratching at the door but i'm just trying to get stuff done right baby's asleep so i was like okay i ignored him um and then i started smelling something and i thought it was just osa because i i suspected that it was her earlier in the day And then I hear him wake up, go back to the room to let the dogs into the backyard. And as I'm walking down the hallway, that smell hits me, but it gets stronger. So I open the door and Louis has like diarrhea all over my room. Oh no! (laughs) Like what? one big spot, like right as soon as you walked in and then we have a back door that leads into the backyard. And there he like, because... My dogs are house trained, so he was probably panicking because he couldn't hold it in. And you could tell he was spinning around. Because <laughs> it was so all over the wall. Pumpkin batter all over the wall. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, like, I was just like, what the hell? So I, like, started cleaning that up. And I 
had him had already turned the TV on for him, given him milk and whatever before I came down the hallway. And I put Shorty and uh, Louie into the backyard. Okay. So they're in the backyard. Osa and my other dog are just running around the house and the baby's watching TV. Now you're and on poop patrol. I am. Talk about a fucking, fucking, fucking shitty ass day. <laughs> I am telling you. So, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I'm like cleaning that up. Like try not to lose my freaking shit. Sh- yeah. <laughs> for lack of a better word. Um, so anyways, dealing with that. He comes to the into the room and I'm like, no, don't come in here. It's nasty. I was like, go watch TV. Go. And he's like, rawr, rawr. And I was like, yeah, dinosaurs. Go watch the dinosaurs. Like I'm freaking elbow deep and shit. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm trying to get you know like wave him off, and he kind of walks away and then he comes back and he's like, puppy. Right. <laughs> and I like was like, he thought about how the hell am I gonna fucking interrupt yeah. this shit? Yeah, how am I how am I gonna convey this to her so she understands? And he does his hands like like claws. Okay. And instinctively, I just knew that he had let Shorty in the house. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! So I still all deep in shit. <laughs> Run into the living room, like, and Shorty has Osa on her back, and she's just kind of, like, going at her neck and whatever, and she didn't, like, rip through the skin or anything, but I didn't know anything. Right. I didn't know at that point, so I grabbed poor Osa, but I didn't know what else to do, <laughs> by her big mutton chop leg, <laughs> and kind of, like, dragged her with Shorty still hanging on oh, her no. neck, like, gnawing at her the whole time. Dragged her out and onto the porch in the backyard and like turned on the hose and just started spraying them down. So like they get apart. And this is just happened to be one of the coldest days. It was afternoon, but it was still pretty freaking cold Ooh. for Phoenix. Yeah. And it was like 30 something. Yeah. High 40. It, yeah. It was cold. And a half. Ooh. So like I'm the baby's like out there in his the face. If you could have just seen the look on his face. Aww. He's like, what is going on? <laughs> so I... I was like, get in the house, get in the house, shut the door, shut the door, shut the door. So he g- gets in the house, he shuts the door, but Osa gets in when, goes in with him. And she's like sopping wet. So I leave Shorty outside, go in the house, pick up Osa, and then go take her to the bath. And just like trying to assess like whatever. Turn on the warm bath and like I'm rinsing her off and I just start taking her bath. And the baby's sitting next to me and we're, you know, I'm kneeling in front of the bathtub and he's looking at me, he's like, puppy? And I was like, yeah, puppy. And You're more like, yeah, fucking dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyways, he's looking at me and I'm like, he looks right at me. I kid you not. And he's looking at my eyeballs. He takes his finger. He dips it in the water. Okay, wait. By this time, as I'm rinsing her off, I've realized that it was her in the morning because she has crusty butt. <laughs> So I'm washing her, like washing her down. And he looks me in the Oh, don't forget about the stress bleeding. Oh, yeah. And she stress bled all over the place. That's why I didn't know, like, there was blood, but I didn't know where it came from. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, goddamn dog, (laughs) y'all. Elbow deep, body, body fluids, shit, like everything. So, yeah. He looks me right in the eyeball, dips his finger in the Baby water like Mary, super no. fast, and pops it in his mouth. Oh no! And I'm thinking, oh my god! Is his face all like, what the fuck was that? No, he had a smile on his face. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? And so, like, luckily we had like a little step stool in front of the sink. I'm like, get it, go rinse your, rinse your mouth out, rinse your mouth out, rinse your mouth out. And he's like, turns on the water and he's like, I'm like, spit, spit, spit. And he's like spitting out the water. So, like, I'm finally satisfied that he's not going to get hepatitis. (laughs) (laughs) After you done wash his mouth with Clorox and all. (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, meanwhile, my, I'm still holding on to Osa because she's trying to get out of the the bathtub. Yeah. Like, sopping wet. So, anyways, I turn around. Look back at Osa and like finishing her up, letting out the water, and he's like, "Wawa, wawa," and I turn around, and water <laughs> is just pouring like a waterfall out of the sink onto oh, the floor. No. And I was like, "Perfect." You're like, "Fuck me!" I would have been. I would have started immediately crying. 
I did cry, but that was a little while later when Albert got here. Oh, no. Meanwhile, I had to go get Shorty from outside. This Shorty thing. must be frozen. She was, like, shaking. How she was she like, outside shiv- for uh, probably a good 20 minutes at oh, this point no. so I get her and I'm like st- turn on the ho- warm water in my shower and like I'm rinsing her off and by this time Albert comes in and he slides open the door and he's like hey it's all wet out there and also it's wet did you take her bath what's going on and I just looked at him like shut the door <laughs> You know that? You've ever watched the very bad things movie where they end up killing that hooker, but they can end up killing that hooker? Oh, yeah. And the way but Cameron Diaz is at the edge, she's like, ah, ah, she's just running around. That's how I imagine you. Losing my mind? Yes, oh, ma'am. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, I did cry a little bit. And then to add insult to injury, what happened that next morning? Oh, yeah, so I needed my laptop to take it to work, and I, like, crawled under the table, and my freaking finger uh, contacted the the (laughs) plug thingy, so I electrocuted myself. Meanwhile, Albert had just told the boys the The story, story. and so they're laughing in there and whatever, so... Then I I must have let out some god awful noise, <laughs> because blood curling scream. Yeah, because both the boys come running into here, and I'm on the floor, kind of rocking back in your fetal position. He <laughs> <laughs> comes behind me, and he like puts his arms. And he's like, "It's okay, mom. It's, okay, it's gonna mom. be okay. It's okay. It's- oh, what a so, good kid, though." Yeah, I, I had a vision of what it's gonna be like when I'm like eighty something <laughs> years old. So yeah, that that was a couple of weeks ago. I didn't oh, get to tell, you, no. tell that story on the podcast because we had all those <laughs> issues going on. Yeah, we did try to record this a couple of week, we did, weeks ago. We did, we did, we did. That just we didn't were having quite happen, so. Technical difficulties yes, here. Yes, ma'am. And then, yeah, we have some bad news, right? Yeah, um, I've been absent. I've had some um, a few health issues here, and unfortunately, I had to make the decision um, to kind of take a step back from the podcast Um and not and I so I won't be on here at all the time. Um, Bama asks me here once in a while. I would love to come back, yes, but <laughs> of course, um, right now I just have to concentrate on my health. Um, lots of things going on. Um, lots of doctor's appointments, and I just can't juggle work, doctor's appointments, and everything else in between um, with the podcast. So unfortunately, I had to sacrifice that. So that was one of the um, unfortunate things. But that's why I've been absent the last few weeks. So and I'm super sad. I love honestly I love seeing Alma I love you know sitting here with you going back and forth the stories and now so now when I'm sitting at home I um see a new true crime and I'm like (gasps) I'm like oh damn I'm not doing my podcast (laughs) (laughs) or now it's Alma's podcast (laughs) that makes me so sad I know yeah I just went through it like in the last couple weeks like what am I gonna do what am I gonna do and for a minute there I was like Maybe we should just stop the podcast. Like, See, and that was the biggest thing that, and I think that was the biggest, the hardest thing for me to even mention anything is because I knew this is such a passionate thing for you and I love to see you happy and you're happy doing it and it, it brings a fulfillment to you. It just, um, at that point in time right now, I just can't. No, I know. You know I what know. I mean? I just, I, for me, I just wasn't, it was, I just not in the right mindset. Right. So. No, I get it. So I, I hope totally not. I it. hope you continue to have people rotate through yeah. and I mean. So just so you guys know, we're probably going to like fill up. And a few other people were probably going to have a lot of guest speakers. Yeah. But um, Yvette will pop in every once in a while. Yes. Because, yes. you know, they are coming out with a new, um, they're doing that, um, oh my God, the serial, they're doing it a live um, show though. Not a live show, but uh, like a series on HBO. Oh yeah, the Saeed Ahmed or I, I forgot what it's that. called, but yeah, so I'm super excited. That's one of the things I was like sitting, laying in bed, and I'm like, oh my god, I got super excited for no reason. <laughs> oh, I have something for you. What's that? It's like a yorona, a yorona tortoya. Ooh, what's this? Why vet? Oh my god, that's so cute. Okay, so it's the cutest card. I'm going to take a picture of it here. It is a cute card that literally says YVET, which I think is totally super cute. With and what is this? Ooh, smile. wine. I haven't been drinking a whole lot, but yes. I'm praising. Ooh. Oh, damn, girl, you should have told me this. We could have tried this today. Next time. Next time. All right. Cool. Thank you, my dear. Read the card. I am. I'm getting there. <laughs> I'm going to read the card. I was so excited about just the title. <laughs> I was so clever. I'm making so clever. Oh, 
to get this card for you, I had to leave. I'll say, oh my God, the struggle is real. I feel the same. So at least I wasn't clear about that. It says, to get this card for you, I had to leave the house and interact with other humans. You're one of the few people who's worth all that. Oh, I'm giving you a hug right now. Oh, I'm just going to give you a hug. So hold on. Long pause. It's totally awesome. I love the card. I love the thing and everything else. So. So the other one's probably for me. Mm-hmm. Um, the other parts I'm just going to keep for me because okay. that's, that's mine. Yes. So, um, oh, but thank you, my dear. Oh, my God. You're going to make me cry here. <laughs> We're going to see each other in real yes, life we anyways. Are. No, because, regardless. I still yeah. don't want to miss our time together because I, I really, that's the other hard thing about that is that I really just enjoyed hanging out here with you and your family. <laughs> <laughs> so you brought wine. I did bring wine. I brought some wine. I actually brought this wine a while back. So I have no idea what this is. I just picked it up. It's called. <laughs> I usually do a full detailed notations and, no and notes no. and Asu. Asu who and Asu where. And this is just simple, boring Asu. No, not like a ah kind of label. It's called Cartilage and Brown. It's a uh, cartilage. 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 Really? Cartilage and Brown. Oh, really? Right? Okay. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I, I'm reading that right, right? Yeah. So, um, Cab, North, Co- North Coast, um, beautiful expression of the North Coast Appalachian, lust and soft textured. It's brimming with ripe blackberry fruit, accentuated by oak spice. Enjoy with aged cheddar, red meat, game, and risotto. 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 Ricola. That's all I <laughs> <laughs> So now yeah. that we have all that, although we did spill a big bunch of it all over Alma's yeah, poor desk. We, we did. Trying to take a simple picture. And, That's okay. It's you know, all the struggle up. was real. You ready? Mm-hmm. All right. Let's get down to this. Um, okay. So my story is a little bit lengthy. I said, I figured, why not? I know this has probably been done to death, but I still just absolutely am. Every time I watch this documentary, it totally fucking trips me out. So Alma hasn't seen it. So this is more probably for her than anybody else. Because like I said, everybody's probably already seen it. But it's the abduction of Jan, of Jan Broberg. And this is based on the um, documentary, Abducted in Plain Sight. So... All right. You ready, Alma? I'm ready. All right. Um, Okay, so it was a warm, sunny day in Pocatello, Idaho in 1974. 12-year-old Jan Broberg had been invited by a family friend, Robert Birchtold, to go horseback riding. Okay, the mom was like, well, maybe you shouldn't. You have piano. You know, you have a school night. And he was like, just let her go. She's like, fine, just make sure she's back before her dad comes home, so on and so forth. So... Jan gets in the car, super excited. She's going to see these horses. And um, he's like, well, here's your allergy pill because we're going to go see horses, you know, hay and dirt and horse. So <laughs> um, so she, she takes it. And so she, she doesn't remember much. Next thing she does, she finds herself um, kind of fading in and out of consciousness. She knows she's moving, um, but she doesn't quite know where she's at. Her arms and legs are strapped to a bed and uh, there's a, a little box right next to her ear. Um, it begins to speak in a real high monotone voice. Um, and it's that moment that she's she realizes that she's been abducted by UFOs. What? Okay. Okay. <laughs> so now we got that part started. All right. So a little bit about Jan. Um, Jan describes her childhood in Pocatello as just wonderful, idyllic. Um, her parents were super loving. Um, they were... Um, very caring they listened to her i mean it was just a very wholesome kind of leave it to beaver vibe do you know what i mean right in a sense you know night um, just be naive and stuff um her dad owned a floral shop and her mom was a homemaker she had two sisters um karen and susan so um you know so you know this did the perfect life there in idaho in this small little town so one day they're at their mormon church which they're active in and um jan's uh, parents befriend a man and their family who just recently moved into the neighborhood about two blocks you know moved about two blocks away from actually their home so the man is named robert birch birchtold who also has a family they have three kids um wife um you know 
just like the perfect match. Do you know what I mean? So um, it turns out that Robert and Bob, which is Jan's dad, end up being really good friends. Gail, which is um, Robert's wife, and Mary Ann, which is Jan's mom, really good friends. There was three kids on that end, three kids on their end. So next thing you know, they're like inseparable. They're spending time together, um, hanging out. They're always at each other's houses. Um, so they're doing all kinds of stuff together. They're going to, you know, they're just they're just doing that whole hey multifamily tons of fun lots very very close right um so yeah so they just continue to do that um they're really you know the the father robert actually starts um treating those kids like they're his because they're always at each other's house spending the night and stuff um he would pick them up every day take them to school and so with every morning that came along um they would be like it's they would all you know kind of group shout you know which i'm like cheesy but i mean hey it's the 70s right <laughs> like it's gonna be a great morning and i could see mr rogers kind of walking in right about that time so the happy shiny people happy shiny people so um for whatever reason, the kids decide to name um, Robert B. It became like an affectionate name for him. Um, like I said, they would kind of go on vacations together. But there was one in particular vacation where um, Jan's dad kind of felt a little bit weird because um, Robert was paying a lot more attention to Jan than was probably normal. Right. But because, again, we live in a we lived in that time, the society was all about being polite, um, about being polite rather than following your gut. They were just like, uh, 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 it's fine. It's fine. Do you know what I mean? Right. So that's what's going on. So their family's super close, everything else. So it's around that time where um, all of a sudden, you know, kind of out of the blue, Robert um, calls Mary Ann at her house and he says, hey, you know what? I'm over here because he owns his own furniture store. I don't know if I mentioned that. He's like, hey, I'm over here um, at working. Um, I don't have a car. It's your, uh, Gail's busy. Can, is there any way you can bring me some lunch? So she's like, sure. Goes over there. Um, he starts kind of being flirtatious, talking, you know, kind of flattering her, telling her she's got nice legs, a nice body. She gets kind of all like flustered and, you know, she's been married for, you know, 12, 13 years, you know, her, her husband is not as charismatic as this guy. So right. she's kind of like a little bit, you know, like, you know what yeah. I mean? So she's flustered, whatever. So, um, Flattered. exactly. Um, so, you know, she's all about the new attention. She, she's, and she's obviously attracted to him, you know, for whatever reason. For me, maybe there's a reason for her, but she was obviously attracted to him. Flattery gets you everywhere. Yeah. So, um, she, you know, so she, they really kind of were back and forth. She spent probably more time at the furniture store and, you know, it was just kind of one of those kind of, it's an innocent kind of flirtation sort of thing. Um, it kind of came to a little bit of a head when, um, well, I'm not sure if I use a head, it should be the right word I should use, but, okay. <laughs> but it actually came to a point to where I guess they went to a church, um, gathering and them two ended up taking off on a cruise through the mountains um started necking as they say it got a little hot and heavy now Ooh, it was necking. just kind of more like this heavy petting <laughs> as, or as i say you know humping with your clothes off right so, anyways so that was that she realized what the hell am i doing i gotta stop so she starts trying to back away from that scenario during this and during around the same about the same time um Robert and Bob are obviously good friends and so kind of you know out of the blue um Robert shows up at the florist um where Bob works he's like hey just kind of guy chatting back and forth and he's like you know what dude because I just feel like going up for a fucking drive you feel like going he's like yeah let's go so he's going back and forth bitching about um how his um that his uh, he's not he doesn't really have a sexual relationship with his um, wife gail that he couldn't stand her you know that he you know he just that he just they weren't right for each other and as you're talking about this i guess robert gets um aroused and okay. so bob is like all right and he's like well, dude he goes i just wait Bob knows he's aroused like, yes bob sees that he's aroused ew, okay it okay. says we're cruising or whatever wow. so he's like he goes, Wearing oh my God, he goes, pants. I just need a release. Robert keeps repeating to Bob. Bob's like, all right, I don't know why you're telling me this. And he's like, I just need a release. I just, he goes, will you just re- give me a release? Oh, what? And Bob is like, uh, and Bob is like the sweetest guy. I mean, super vulnerable, super like naive. And he's like, what? He's like, no. And he's like, it's, it's a kid's thing. It's not that big of a deal. I just really need a release right now. A, a kid's thing? Okay. Kids thing, like boys thing, like, hey, it's not that big of a deal, kind of no worries about this shit, right? Okay. So tell me why Bob reaches over, masturbates him, and gives him the release that he's looking for. I would have told him to masturbate himself. <laughs> What's wrong with your Again, hands? 70s, polite. 
that's politeness some, wait, over there's polite any sort of gut and then feeling. there's just that's stupid <laughs> oh, believe me he kicks himself later so um, well you should <laughs> So do I got you so far with this in his story? Own nuts. Okay. okay. So now so far, okay. just to make count, right. we have aliens, a half affair, and some um, masturbation going on, homosexual yeah. masturbation. So, anyways, uh, go back to that day where <laughs> I was like, I don't even know. <laughs> we might just have time for your story. I'm <laughs> like. Whoa. <laughs> so, I know. I thought you'd find this interesting. This is why I couldn't wait to tell you. Okay. So, anyways. So, forward back to October 17th, 1974. Um, Jan's, you know, taking her allergy pill. They're going to go horseback riding. So on and so forth. Uh-huh. And so, um, like I said... Jan, Jill. Did I call her Jill? Jan. I'm sorry. Jill, <laughs> There's no Jan. Jill. There's no it's Jill. We don't want to confuse anything Everybody's else. Everybody's name is Jan or Jill, it's right? Jan. <laughs> so, um... So anyways, um, let's see here. So by that, by that nighttime, um, Jan and Robert haven't come home. So fucking Marianne and Bob are are freaking the fuck out. Okay. So Gail shows up at, um, at the, um, at, um, wow, I lost my train out there. He shows up at, um, Marianne's and Bob's house and she's like, Hey, I'm kind of worried. I don't know if they broke down. I don't know what's going on. And then they're like, well, maybe it's like nine o'clock at night at this point. And they're like, well, maybe we need to call the police. So, um, and then Gail's like, no, 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 it's fine. I'm sure he's with her. He's not going to hurt her. They probably broke down somewhere. Um, it's fine. Just, just give him some time. So this is Thursday night. It's fine, fine, fine. Friday night goes past. Saturday night goes past. And so finally she's like, they don't want to upset Gail though, because Gail's upset. Don't want nobody to call the police. Right. So, um, they okay so anyways let's not uh, upset gail right so marianne finally calls the fbi number and it says you know thank you for calling the fbi or whatever it says uh-huh. it is a, it is a weekend motherfuckers federal governors government people do not work on the weekends but in case of an emergency call this number so she's like oh my god i don't want to make a big deal about it they're gonna end up showing up here and it's not gonna be that big of a deal i'm just gonna hold off a little bit longer plus we don't want to upset gail So, (laughs) Saturday rolls on. Sunday rolls through. Monday morning, they finally call the FBI. FBI is like, the hell? Jumps up in their car, takes off to their house. Okay. So... You know, Jan's parents still saying, hey, you know what? I'm sure this is a misunderstanding. He's a family friend. You know, he's like a, a father to with his ki- these kids. We're, you know, we're super duper um, close to each other. Um, nothing's going on. Um, we really don't think anything is really going on. So it has, so it's actually, especially because he's like a pillar of the community. He actually owns his own business. Everybody, he, he's fine. He couldn't possibly do anything bad, right? The FBI had to actually convince Marianne and Bob, no. Your daughter's been kidnapped. It doesn't matter how nice this guy is. Your daughter's been kidnapped Hello? for the past, and she has been missing for the past five days. But let's not upset Gail. Let's not upset Gail. <laughs> God damn. Gail. <laughs> Poor Gail has nothing to do with it either. She's, I, I mean, from what I understand is that she is just as controlled as ever by Robert. So, okay. I mean, not that I'm giving her any sort of leeway, but yeah, a little but, bit. I mean... Yeah, it's that battered woman syndrome, but I'm not you know, she's battered. The but FBI still. has to convince you that yeah. this, there's something up. Yeah, I'm like, my daughter's gone for like more than an hour late, and I'm like, where are you? I'm all tracking her on her phone. Well, you've heard those stories. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, so of course, you know, after they come to this realization, they are freaking the fuck out. Um, you know, they have people coming by, consoling them, like, no worries, you know what, I'm sure, you know, there's nothing, you know, Robert's, Robert wouldn't hurt Jan, there, there's nothing going on, um, and then as they're doing their investigation, turns out that Robert actually had tried getting close to two other young girls in town, but their parents stopped it pretty quickly, so when they met the Brobergs, it was like open season. Wow. So, um, and again, I realize that he's probably been thinking about and doing this for a while, so, um, he's probably perfected his technique in regards to grooming and stuff like that and kind of catching everybody off guard. So, um, 
So Jen doesn't even remember. So now we're back to Jen. She doesn't remember how long she'd been asleep. She had found herself um, tied up in a bed, like men- as mentioned, listening to a high-pitched voice from a small intercom in her, in her pillow. Um, and it starts saying that... Um, that they were aliens coming from a dying planet, and that they chose Jan to. Um, they Wait, chose. Let's step back to the intercom in the pillow. Yes. So what? we're back. Remember that when I begin when I began the story, she was hearing a, a, a high monotone voice. Uh-huh. It's coming from a small intercom next to her pillow. Is what oh. this alien voice is coming out. Huh? Yeah. So she thinks it's aliens. Okay. Okay. So um, they said they've been watching her since the day she was born, um, that she is actually um, half alien. And this is why they chose her um, to speak to her. And so is her sister. Okay. And that the only way that they could um, they could actually save their dying world is if um, they chose um, a child to be impregnated by the time she was 16, which they called her the female companion. I know. <laughs> I see that look on your face like, what the fuck? I know. She's 12. And a very young 12 from mm-hmm. what I understand. Mm. So, <laughs> you're like, mm. <laughs> So, Jan's like, I don't even understand what the fuck you're talking about. You know, I'm 12. I'm a young 12. Right. So, the intercom then begins to explain. It's like this screeching, high pitch, you know, high intensity, kind of like you... you put your speakers up too loud and um, it starts to explain to her what they want to have what what they want to do like you know what you need to do with this quote-unquote you know um, picked out male companion but that just confuses the fuck out of her more so she's like I don't even understand so she wakes up a little bit later because she's in and out. This time she's not tied, but she has food. They said, hey, you know, they start talking to her in this intercom. You know, we want to take care of you. You're safe. Here's food in the fridge, so on and so forth. But she can't She can't leave the place. The door's locked. So she doesn't quite know where she's at, but, um, but she can't leave. She just has food and she can't leave. Okay. So a few times that Jan was awake, um, she tried to make sense of her surroundings. She knew obviously that she had she was traveling that the door, you know, because she she felt herself moving. Um, she's looking out the window, really can't find any sort of anything. So after about three days, she awoke. She actually woke up to find out that the this whatever she was traveling it was no longer moving, and so the intercom had instructed her to go to the front um, of the vehicle. Okay, so Is it an RV. <laughs> It's actually a motorhome is what it is. So she opens up this door. So now she's trying to, to find her way out. So she goes to the front of the door and she's confused and terrified and she's scared. You know, she's she doesn't know what's going on. Okay. So anyway, she gets to this front of this thing and she sees um, Robert all beat up and, and, and scratched and blood, like dried blood all over him and so on <coughs> and so forth. And he's telling her this story that, you know, while they were on their way to go see the horse, he saw this bright light and that they must have been abducted by aliens and so on and so forth. And so, but they had to, but you know, they knew that she had to to um she had her her female companion duties and he had his male companion duties so but they gave him very specific instructions so that's about the time where like that molestations begin so what the alien specifically told oh and then if they if they if she didn't do what the aliens told her to do then because her daughter her sister was half alien they would go ahead and and take her sister and then and then blind her other sister and then remove her father. So she's scared. Don't know what the fuck's going on. The only person she knows as her dad is beat up, so on and so forth. And so, but they're, but he, you know, they're totally like, he's playing the part, flipping out. And so he starts to molest her. So what he does is they give him instructions that he can only put the tip in. So only an inch in is what they're telling that he can only do. I usually don't get into graphics, but this is going to come around. Okay. So, um, so yeah, so that's what happened she's like oh my god you know because they call him brother b so that's what she's like oh my god brother b what's going on this is what's happening but she knows that she has to do this to save the world do you know what i mean because oh she's convinced yeah so she's just you know so she's been days and days being brainwashed in regards to all this sort of stuff right so um i can't believe this is real right i'm just saying (laughs) yeah so then um it gets worse so it doesn't get any better. They told her, you know, the, the alien intercom was like, um, she was told to do whatever that she needed to do, no matter how awful it was. Um, and like I said, they threatened her family. And that's what I put in just a tip. What the fuck? <laughs> so like, that's no good. So 
during this time, um, they've been gone. They've been gone. I want to say for a couple of like two to three weeks at this point. And Robert gets on the phone with his brother back, um, back closer to home. Um, and he's like, look, he goes, me and, um, Jan are married and we're in Mazaclan, Mexico. I want you to go to her parents' house so they could agree that I could go ahead and marry Jan so we can come back home. Otherwise they have kidnapping charges on me and we're never coming back. Of course they go over there and he, and he asks, um, the parents and the mom's like, um, uh, fuck no, I, I don't think so. So he's like, well, then he's not coming home. And so the FBI ends up showing up at this brother's house and he's like, the brother feels bad and he's like, just fucking go ahead and, and put the bug on my phone so that way you can track where they're at. So right. it's exactly what they did. So they did find him in Mazaclan, Mexico. So yeah, so at that point, Jan had been missing for about a month. Um, the FBI, um, they found that he was in Mazaclan, Mexico. They um, they uh, got together with the Mexican police. Mexican police fucking went in there, god dang kicking that door in yanking her yanking him take him to a mexican prison um take her you know wherever she needs to be so during that time that she's waiting for her parents to come pick her up and she's like fucking freaking the fuck out they haven't finished their mission fucking they're gonna come they're gonna kill her dad they're gonna take her sister the world's gonna end all this well she be she's just freaking the fuck out into it and so um yeah so she she comes this once the one of the mexican guards grabs her takes her down like this this dungeony cell area where robert sat and so he sits there um when the guard comes robert gives this this guard this gold ring and he pulls what? Jan to the front of he pulls Jan closer and he's like remember what the alien said we can't say anything to anybody if he goes otherwise um, they will come and they'll kill us they'll vaporize us he goes so you can't say anything about the aliens you can't say anything about our mission which included all the sexual shit that went on you can't get close to any men including your father oh my god and um, what was the other one? Oh, and you can't talk to them about the relaxing pills that I've been giving you. So just remember that. So when they come. So of course she gets there. He's like, you tell them that we went on a vacation and I just took you a little too far and that I'm really sorry. Wow. Parents get there to pick her up. I mean, she's crying. They're crying. She's really, really standoffish from her dad, though, which hurts his dad, her dad's heart. Yeah, like, like I no can't other. imagine. So, um, and so when they're getting ready to take her, she's like, well, what about B? What about B? And the mom's like, I can't worry about him, sweetie. I, I, I'm worried about you. She's like, no, they're going to take him. They're going to take him. And she's like freaking out because you got to realize she's still thinking this whole alien thing. Right. And the mom's like, no, we're leaving. We're getting the fuck out of here. So they pick her up and take her. So they take her back to Idaho, and then Birch told her remained in prison until he was extradited to the U.S. Um, to face kidnapping charges. So um, what happened is that, so around that time when all this was happening, um, Gail shows up to the um, to um, Jan's, to uh, Marianne's and Bob's house, and she calls Bob into one of the rooms, um, and he goes in there, comes out, and, she, and he's like furious. Well, what she did is she handed him two affidavits um, saying, you guys need to sign these, saying that Robert didn't take your daughter, that you let her go, and that you, um, it was your decision, you, it was just a great big misunderstanding, otherwise we are going to go ahead and put all your shit out there, Robert, that you're homosexual because you beat off oh. um, Robert, and, Mar- and, and then Mary Ann for having that little hot petty thing. Wow. So he played them all like a fucking fiddle. Because his them. eyes were always on Jan. So um they she so the wife found this is the first time the wife's finding out about the whole, you know, helping a friend. And um and she's like I she goes, I felt so bad for Bob because it was something because he's just that nice, naive, stupid not stupid, but naive guy who would just Stupid. Yeah. So um but again, you know, whatever. So anyways, um, so what do they do? They sign them. Are you fucking kidding me? No. So the FBI and the federal government is pissed because now their case is fucking out the door. People are now calling them saying, what are you doing? I mean, just harassing them. In the meantime, um, in the meantime, um, while he's awaiting, while Robert's awaiting trial, he keeps coming back and forth to, to town to, um, to visit his family, to go to church. And so now people are, condo- are, are giving him condolences. We're so sorry what's going on with you. I hope everything gets fixed so that way you can get on with your life. Uh, 
Yes. Girl, yes. He is super manipulative. Yes. So um, in the meantime, the FBI is like, do not. Oh, that's what actually before the affidavits came through. They're like, do not talk to their family. Don't play with their kids. Don't get near their wife. Stay away from their family. Of course, they didn't. This is what happened. So when the trial comes up to charge him, they have to postpone it. Okay. So um, for obvious reasons, because now they have no witnesses. They need more time. So anyways, in the meantime, um, Robert's still trying in contact with Jan on the sly, even though he's not supposed to be around her. He shows up into one in her room sometimes in the middle of the night, or um, he'll he'll like tell one of the kids like at her school, which I found was weird to pass a note to her so she could meet him at a certain time or meet or talk to him at a certain time at a phone booth or just little just kind of manipulating stuff, still talking about the aliens, how important it was for to finish their mission. And then those letters ended up turning Gosh. into love letters to this little girl. And this little girl, not wanting to hurt his feelings, kind of reciprocated this reciprocated the words, but then at the same time, that's when the shift went from her seeing him as a dad figure to being in love with him and seen as a husband and okay. wanting to have oh. children with him. Mm-mm. So it's just, it's strange. So, um, a little, a little bit. So anyways, at this, around the same time that all this is happening, um, Robert keeps calling Mary Ann and he's just like, you know what? I love you. I just want to be with you. You're, you know, you're the one I want. Keeps like calling and pestering her and, and begging her and so on and so forth. And so, um, she's like, why don't you just, why, why did you marry, um, Jan? And he's like, well, if you come over to the house, I'll explain all this to you. So guess what? She went over to his trailer talking to him, discussing, he starts getting, I love you, just we could have a happy life together, rubbing her knee, blah, blah, this blah. This guy Next, better look like Buck Rogers. Right? <laughs> so, girl... Don't you know, she ends up sleeping with him, ends up having an affair with this man for like the next eight months. This guy calls Bob five days after this happened and tells him exactly that he slept with his wife. So not only is this poor man humiliated because he was dumb enough to do what he did to this guy, his daughter's been kidnapped, now be, you know, molested. Oh, because they said, oh, so the whole thing about the tip, I said I was going to get to that. When they took her to get examined, they said that her hymen was still intact. Oh. So they couldn't charge him with abuse because there was no sort of evidence that she had been abused. Right. So forward back. So now Marianne's sleeping with him while he at the same time is going to Jan's room or meeting her and doing stuff. And so now I think it's a full, is it long? Oh, so now I think it's a, it's a complete full, um, sexual intercourse with, with pretty much both of them women at the same time. (laughs) I just look on your face I'm just blown away. Like... This guy is like the devil. What the hell? Yes. So um, at some point in time, Bob is like, he, cause you could, it's funny cause you could hear him and he is just like heartbroken over this whole divorce. And so um, he talks to his bishop a couple times and he, bishop is like, look, Marianne's going down a road that you can't follow. You need to pay attention to your girls and move on from there. Right. So he serves her with divorce papers. She was like, she goes, I could not believe he served me with divorce paper. I'm like, girl, you had you another dick. He's, he's moving on. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. And he was I can't so sad. He, he had to tell his girls papers. and stuff like what? that. Right. So she's like, I can't believe he did that. It was, I was just in such shock. And I'm just like, okay. Yes. Are people eating lead paint in this town? Like what the hell? I don't know. Girl. It's a bit, again, it's, it's just one of those towns, real wholesome town. Everybody knows everybody and not a lot of drama. I apparently can't believe happens. my husband wanted to divorce me. <laughs> I just cheated on him. Just, a, just several times during eight months, but Hey, with a guy that molested my daughter. Yeah. So, you know, so, but he swears, but no, Robert swears to God, nothing happened. It was just, they just took off vacation. So, uh, so anyway, so she files and she actually comes and then so Robert's like, you know what? Even better. What I can do, I'll get you a little apartment. You can have your girls come live with you. We could all live together. So the dad knows this focus no, no, isn't no, no, Marianne. No, 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 no. The main focus is, is a big, big workaround to get to Jan. Right. He's playing the long game. Yeah. So she finally comes to her fucking senses and is like, what the fuck am I doing? She's like, I'm Hello. not leaving my husband. Goes home to him Mary it's Jane kind of Mary McGra- what the ha- hell is her name Marianne so she goes back to her husband and it's like it's totally like like Jerry Maguire cause she's like 
I can't, I can't um, raise these kids without you. I, I just don't want to, you know. And he's like, you had me at these kids. You know what I mean, yeah. takes her back. Um, they form- well, he is a nice guy. He is. He's. He, but like I said, if you see him, you actually feel bad for this guy in this documentary. So, um, so he takes her back, and they she cuts him out of his life because she went to a lawyer, and the lawyer's like, you need to cut him out your life if you're gonna have any sort. Because he was his, uh, one of the reasons for the divorce was endangering his daughters. Right. So of course, you know, um, Robert calls um, Bob, saying, you know what, I'm gonna take your wife and your daughters. You're never gonna see them. Blah blah. And he's kind of nervous about it, but Marianne's like, what the fuck am I doing? I don't want to lose my family over this. So she right. ends up going back to him. Doesn't speak to him, doesn't have anything to do with him, um, and all that other stuff. So, anyways, Jan's acting, you know, um, still very strange. Um, she's still being contacted him on the on the low. Um, <coughs> he ends up moving his... F- so, anyways, the trial comes. Um, the trial comes? No, 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 I'm sorry. Trial's still kind of been back and forth, has been postponed. Right. What he does, he actually um, moves, I think, to Wyoming and ends up buying an amusement park. Okay, with his kids and stuff. So as um, Jan wants to go go over there and work for the summer over there, so the mom and dad are like, "Fuck no, Jan!" Just because now at this point in time, Jan's getting very hateful—not really hateful, but just making everybody absolutely miserable. And so Robert calls uh, Marianne, and he's like, "Wait, wait, wait! Don't hang up on me." He goes, "Jan is getting ready to hike or hitchhike all the way over here if you don't send her over." So after um. Back and forth, back and forth. The mom, Marianne, grabs Jan, throws her on a plane, and sends her off to Wyoming. What? And the father's like, what the fuck did you just do? She's like, it's that or her hitchhike. What are you going to do? So so she goes over there for a couple uh, of weeks. Tie her up in the closet. Right? Lock it. Lock it. Flowers in the attic. Lock down. <laughs> so. Call the police on him. Something, yeah, something. And so anyways... Um, the FBI probably is at that point like rolling their eyes like, you guys are on your own. Dumb mother effers. Yeah. Yeah. How does it go? So he goes over there. Um, as she's at the amusement park. She's over there for a couple of weeks. He tells her that him and Gail are getting divorced. She's ecstatic because now, she <clears throat> now she knows that they can get married, they can have kids, and then they can complete this mission. Because you got to remember, she's still worried about this mission. She's probably right. 14 at about this time now. So she's not much older than 12 when she was initially kidnapped. Oh, wow. So, um, anyways, so uh, the uh, the guy's brother, Robert's brother, is like, hey, you know what? Your mom's making a big old fuss. He goes, you need to get home now. She's like, I don't want to go home. I just don't want to go home. And she was just being, you know, young teenage and, and you know, I want to have my way, right? I'll just kill myself kind of stuff. So eventually she ends up going home. But she's not even home a couple of weeks before um, she the, the family wakes up and she is gone. Okay. He, Robert calls Marianne and says, I don't know what's going on. Um, no, no, I'm sorry. They find a note that that um, Jill, Jan has left and she says, you know what? Um, you're a bunch of bullshit. Your beliefs are a bunch of bullshit. Kind of to that point, just kind of like, you know, um, you're you know, just talking about, you know, just their morals, their religion, all bullshit. Um, I'm going to go and do my own thing until you let me be who I want to be. Um, I'm not even, and I'm not, and she, they put on there, I am not going with, you know, Robert, which they called B in the note. I'm not going with them. Um, I'm, I'm just running away. Oh, excuse me again. So anyways, Robert calls. He's like, hey, you know what? I just got a call. Marianne. I just got a call from Jan saying that she ran away and that she's, you know, living off the streets, that she's doing drugs. She's making, you know, she, you know, she's earning her money the hard way, blah, blah, blah. Um, so Marianne's freaked out because she doesn't, know that she just she's like i don't know where she's i don't know where she's at so they keep waiting for the daughter to come back keep waiting and waiting they wait two fucking weeks before they call the fbi again so they finally call the fbi Unbelievable. two weeks two weeks oh okay yeah, so stupid i i just i was just like two weeks you should have seen me i was looking at talia i'm like you can't even be gone for two hours and you're 21 right <laughs> so she um two weeks she's gone and so Robert continues to go on and on and on about, um, um, where is she at? Oh, she's calling me. She's let me know where she's at. Blah, blah, blah. So that's the only con- only contact they have is within Robert, but, um, they actually put a tracing mechanism at, um, Marianne's house. So she's like, I just can't deal with this anymore. He's saying some just horrific stuff, um, and how she's leaving her life. I just want to scream. And they're like, let him keep calling. Let him keep calling. We're going to go ahead and trace all that. So in the meantime, 
he finally goes to have has his day in court for the um, kidnapping charge and everything else. So he, I was it, he, I think he got charged with felony kidnapping, which has a maximum sentence of five years, but the judge reduced it to forty-five days. Are you fucking kidding me? No. So he goes to jail. Actually, it does only ten days, and then he's released. Jesus. So he's released and then goes missing. They can't find him. So, um, but Maybe he's still, the aliens finally came and got him. God, we could only hope, but no. Um, so he, they, so he keeps calling Marianne though. So they finally find him in some sort of, I believe it's a trailer park out in Utah. It takes them forever to find him. And they had to, instead of going over there and arresting him, they just surveillance him. Um, and they see him just kind of, you know, back and forth, um, work, you know, so on and so forth. They actually finally knock on his door and, um, he has a complete shrine posters and everything of Jan in his in his trailer Ew. right so what happened to gail in all this gail was like bobbitch and she was out as i haven't heard anything about gail ever since those initial few things right. ever since after david incident then that's all i heard about her so um she um so what happened so she okay so anyways they're like totally creeped out but they still continue to surveillance he still continues to call uh, marianne so they finally they go looking so I finally they actually notice that he's going to this payphone. so when he leaves he they don't he i guess he didn't realize that this time he left the phone book open and it's actually to i believe a catholic church or a catholic school out in pasadena california i think it's pasadena so bear with me because i'm kind of going through memory and so anyways um so they go over there start checking they're like hey is there a jan proberg here they're like we don't know have anybody by that name they're like look this is what's going on so they gave her the quick synopsis she's been gone he's probably kidnapped her and so they're like well we did have one man come here um granted she's been gone for about eight months at this point in time eight months yeah Holy shit. Well, all this stuff is happening. So they're like, okay, no well. No contact. She hasn't called her parents. She nobody. finally calls her parents the one time. And you could hear the agony like, oh my God, where are you, Jan? And just worried and crying. And I just want to call and let you guys know that I'm fine. And so on and so forth. And then she's like, I, you, I just, yeah, I got to let you go now. But, you know, so, um, so what happened is that what, what happened was that he actually, Bertrand Dac- or Robert actually showed up in Jan's bedroom window, um, told her to put all her belongings in a backpack. They wrote that note um, that she was running away, and then they got in his car and took off to California. Um, so in order to keep her away from her parents, he actually took her to that Catholic school in, pa- in Pasadena. Um, he said he had a manipulative way of keeping any inquiries authority, authorities away from her. So what he did is he actually went to this Catholic school, talked to the nuns, said he was a CIA operative who had barely escaped uh, Lebanon. Uh, because I guess at that point in time, there was that Lebanon crisis right. going on. He had just escaped Lebanon with his daughter and that the mom had been killed. Um, and he said that people were looking for him. So if anybody comes looking for them, don't give them any information because they will kill um, his daughter there. Okay, so um, the, he need and he needed the, the nuns to actually protect him. So um, so they pretty much did that. And so he would go back on the weekends to see her. Um, and then they let the boarding school pretty much do the dirty work for him. Unbelievable. They eventually do find Jan. And despite some resistance from the school's administration, they finally find around a different alias name, a different alias. Um, they take her back to Pocatello, where her mom and dad are. But because she's listed as a runaway, um, they actually book her into um, county jail for one night. So she eventually um, goes home. But it isn't even like a happy come home. She literally walks into the door, passes her mom, goes into her room, locks the door she has and she and the way she kind of mentioned is that she's like i had all this weight on my shoulder first of all the man that i loved with every part of my being because it's that teenage love right is you know now he's been booked into jail because they arrested him and so on and so forth so now he's in jail um there's no way i'm going to be able to complete this mission and have a baby before she's the, still on the mission yeah she's still on the mission oh my girl. god and it's funny because he has her so brainwashed it's just it's and she hasn't told anybody so nobody's there to be like um girl wake up that don't happen well and they probably have to put her through some sort of deprogramming at this point because she's really she's in 
Yeah. Well, not only that, but you got to realize the time he's spending with her, there's this little um, fucking voice coming out of this thing telling her, you know, continuously repeating how important right. it is and, you know, to save the world and, and to save her sister and to save her dad. And, you know, so that means just going on and on and on and on. So even when she gets up, she even thinks that maybe this isn't right. She's like, and you got to realize it because they to- also told her that, you know, we will vaporize you and kill you and we'll also take your spirit spirituality. Well, her growing up in a very religious household, that meant like, oh my God, you mean I will never exist in being again, ever. So she, uh, so, um, rawr. Rawr. <laughs> so she, uh, so she's like, she's, even worse she's just grouchy she's not happy she's um just at home she just didn't even care she just she was completely isolating herself um let's see here they said that after she came back to the second second kidnapping um just her the vivacious happy kind of kid they once knew was just completely gone um so now that um so now that they actually had robert completely out of their out of their lives um the only thing that, like I said, Jan can think of is how she's going to complete the mission. Um, so the wild story about aliens didn't leave after Jan, they didn't leave even after she got home, started settling into um, into you know regular life, going back to school. She fell into a depression. At this point in time, it's nineteen um, seventy six, so I think she's probably about 15, 14, going on fifteen years old. Um, so anyway, she's starting to uh, she started starting to kind of go to school and develop and just kind of like kind of being a little bit more aware of herself um I think for whatever reason even though they arrested him they had to let him go no no they arrested him and then he ended up um going to court and then they said that he was non he was not guilty due to mental due to some sort of mental um insanity pretty much goes to this psychiatric hospital I think for the total of six months what um yeah oh my god wow uh, the this CIA, is he, unbelievable even the fact that he was actually impersonating the cia so on and so forth none of those charges stick he is fucking like a fart in the wind for lack of anything else <laughs> goes to the psychiatric place is out in six months and then he starts to say well you know i um the problem with me me growing up is because i was never accepted into my family wah, wah, wah. Right, i would yeah. go into it but blah, i just blah, don't blah, even blah, give blah, a shit right. that's why i was trying to always take care of a little girl yeah, blah, 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 to take care blah. of her. Right, you so perverted fuck. Right, I'm just saying. So, anyways, um, so even when she seems to think like, oh my god, maybe this isn't all right, then all of a sudden she's like, oh my god, but I got, I, I know you're real, I know you're real. So she is just completely brainwashed. So, but as time is going on, um, Robert is actually paying less and less attention to her. He's not as eager to be around her because now she's turning about 16 years old. Right. She's getting older. So um, there was a point in time where during her schooling, she wanted to go to a five-week program out of state for theater. And so her parents kind of went back and forth and back and forth in regards to it. And they finally just kind of let her go. And she just fell in love with acting. When she went, to, when she went though, um, she's like, oh my God, some kid, some, some young guy who liked her bought her an ice cream. She freaked the fuck out, called her mom. Her mom was like, yeah, the dogs aren't feeling good. She's like, oh my God, that's because of me. That's because of me. And... Um, you know, oh my God. And so the mom called her back. She's like, hey, baby, no worries. It's not that big of a deal. The dogs are fine today. She's like, okay. But still, she's 15 years old. So she's, you know, still thinking, I have very limited time to fulfill this mission. Right. Um, the other the other thing is that um, what happened right after, um, a little, probably about 30 days after she came out, a month after she came back, her father's uh, floral business was set on fire. What? Yeah. She thought to herself, oh, my God, I'm not fulfilling my mission. Oh, oh my God, random. it's going to be. So what happened is that Robert actually paid two guys, two, two ex-convicts to burn the guy's um, florist, da- florist shop down. And what was the point of that? Because he wanted to punish that because he hated the fact that he ha- that she had a dad who a dad period because remember she's not really talking to him she's still standoffish from him all that stuff is still kind of going on because she's just so brainwashed in regards to this whole alien bullshit stuff so anyways he can't he can't they can't even touch him on that girl they can't confirm that he had associations with two with the two convicts that burned down the floral shop either so jan actually um all of a sudden it's her 16th birthday and she was like okay so I need to get this uh, this mission hasn't been done but if my sister doesn't want to take the mission before she's 16 then I'm going to get a gun shoot her and then shoot me so she don't have to endure the same suffering I did oh. so this is going through her head 
my god she wakes up the next 16 uh, her 16th birthday nothing happens wakes up the next day nothing happens and right. all of a sudden it downs on her it's been manipulating the her. whole time so she said i had so many different types of emotions i could not even tell you kid so poor kid so yeah so that was pretty much that and then i'm trying to think i'm trying to try to remember what other stuff i put on there um so anyways so time goes on she cuts him completely out of the life he, i think he gets cuts completely out of life or he goes to jail or something to the effect where he ends up not being part of their lives anymore and so as she grows older she ends up finding the love of film she ends up being in a couple different movies actually she um was in iron man 3 was one of them really she was also in what's the other one Everwood, she did a one on um, Criminal Minds. Um, she's just had just small blockbuster roles here and there. Um, let's see here. So anyways, so as they got older, they um, she started talking with her mom, and her mom was kind of like interviewing her about her childhood, and her mom ended up writing a book. A, a book. I think it's called Innocent Something. I should have wrote that down, but I didn't. So they started touring with these books. Well, don't you know, motherfucking Robert Birchall goes over there and starts fucking stalking them, giving out flowers, uh, not flowers, but flyers that they're lying, causing all kinds of scenes, right? Right. And so anyways, um, she ends up taking him to court for stalking. And guess what this motherfucker does? He contests it. And please tell me that. They went to court. They went to court. And he it was the first time she had seen him 15 years, mm-hmm. you know, and so, um, or longer. And so he sees her in court and um, he's just like, well, you just are trying to make money and you're just trying to do that. She's like, no, motherfucker. What I'm trying to do is I'm trying to make awareness that, you know what, child abuse happens for people that you don't even think of. I'm trying to keep people smart and away from people like you. Exactly. And so um, the judge actually granted her her um, order of protection, not for the regular three years, but for the rest of his living life. Is he still alive? I'm getting there. So anyways, um, so she continues to do these book tours. And so this, um, I guess I don't say a motorcycle gang, but a motorcycle club actually goes to her. And I don't remember what they're called, but they actually are literally um, for like child rights and all that other stuff. And so while they're protecting her, fucking Robert shows up in his fucking minivan. I don't know what happens, but he ends up like hitting one of them, dragging them like a hundred and some odd feet. <gasps> and so he ends up getting caught and arrested by the police again. This time he's actually convicted of... Um, he's actually found guilty in regards to this crime. And the guy's like, I'm not fucking going to jail. Goes home, takes all his fucking heart medication p- um, pills, drinks a bunch of Kahlua and milk, fucking dies. I don't know how I feel about that. I feel like he should have brought it in jail. Gone to jail and I think he was 68 at that time. But yeah, he fucking just took his, his, took his life. And that's what that girl said too. She's like, you know, Jan, she was like, as she's an older adult, she's like, I honestly got to say... I was happy that I'd never have to deal with him again. But at the same time, the one person that I do not want to think about every day of my life is the one person I think about every day of my life. That's awful. So that's the story of Jan Broberg. I know it was long, a little long-winded. I try to get through it as quick as possible. But it is a great documentary. There's a lot more things in there that you got to watch. So check it out. Now I'm going to watch it. <laughs> now I know how it ends, though. But, <laughs> but either way, it's crazy. It's so okay. going to watch it. It's okay. Um, so anyways, what do you have for us today, Alma? Um, I'm actually going to leave my story out of it today because it's super long. Oh. And already like a little over an hour. Okay. And I'm not feeling so great today. No? All right. No. <laughs> okay, cool. That way you have, you know what? You could actually do your story next week. Yeah, I can. Go rotate I can. It. But that's good. Because yeah. it was all about you today. Oh, I didn't mean for it to be. But it didn't thank you. I'll take it, my. It, it I'll do my little curtsy. Out. It worked out. <laughs> I'm all, oh my god. Okay, my story is long too. This is going to be like a two-hour show. <laughs> <laughs> well, we did kind of get long-winded in the beginning of yeah, the, of that's it okay. Too, so. That's good. I'm going to miss you. I'm going to miss you too. But you'll be back. I will definitely. Every once in a while. Definitely. All right, you guys. Well, that's our show for tonight. That it is. This is Yvette signing off. This is Alma. This is Tipsy Tales. You guys have a good week. Good night. Bye-bye. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to this episode of Tipsy Tales. Music by Jesse Biscata. Artwork by Sergio Hernandez. And if you're listening on iTunes, please don't forget to rate and review. Thanks.